Good morning and welcome, everybody. It's good to see you here, and we do invite you to stand up. Let's all sing together. Open the gates. Oh 
you know something different is happening today because you get to sit after the first song. <clears throat> well, welcome once again. Um, our time together today is going to look a little bit different in, uh, uh, than a normal Sunday service. We'll still have a chance to sing lots uh, together. The biggest change is that the message isn't all going to be shared at the same time. It's going to happen between each song. So members of our staff are going to give brief introductions to uh, each song. So that's kind of the way the service uh, will flow. And if you recall Amy's message from last week, she talked about uh, the idea that God has come near to us through Jesus and through the Holy Spirit. And we experience that in a multitude of ways when we're together as a community. And some of them include music and teaching and prayer and fellowship. And our focus is always on worshiping God, the God who has come near. But today um, we're going to do that more specifically uh, through music. And each song will look at God's character and his works, his works of creation, redemption, restoration. And we'll think about ourselves as well. Who are we? What do we need? How do we respond to God and to each other in this room and as we're sent out to be salt and light in the world? So why music? Why do we sing? N.T. Wright says that music is a way of stirring up the imagination. It helps us to see the larger world in which God is always creating something new. He's redeeming us, rescuing us, bringing us forward in his purposes. It can help us to draw out fresh meaning from God. And listen to this one. It can be used as a way of opening the darkened rooms in which we so often live and letting in the light of God opening the darkened rooms that we live in and let in the light of God. Keep that in your mind as we uh, sing today and, and take note of what these songs are actually saying. So in the song we just sang, Open the Gates, we address God as the King of Glory, referring to the sum of his amazing attributes, his essence, his revelation, and his light. And we respond, as the psalmist does in Psalm 57, that we will awake the dawn with praise. We say, be exalted, O God, above the heavens. And we say, lift up your heads, O gates, that the king of glory may come in. And the next song we're going to sing is God So Loved, which comes from that famous gospel verse, uh, John 3.16. In this one, Jesus is talking to uh, Nicodemus, the religious leader, and he tells Nicodemus about God's sacrificial love, that he sent his only son in order that all people, and he says all people, would have the opportunity to know God, to be made new, to have eternal life. <clears throat> I had not thought about this much before, but one thing that makes this so powerful is that Jesus is actually speaking these words about himself. God sent his only son, that's me, is what he's saying to Nicodemus, and um, I am the way. He is the son of God that was sent by God out of love for humanity. And so as we uh, sing this song, we get to hear each other retell this gospel. We get to hear each other retell this gospel, that because of God's love for us, we can come to him as we are in our failures, our struggles, our addictions, in our hunger and thirst for meaning in this life, and experience that love in a fresh way. I love the picture that this song gives us, that, that it paints of Jesus, that as we come to him with seeking hearts, and in humility that he is waiting with open arms. In the middle of the song, there's a bridge that is very simple, and it just says, praise God, praise God, from whom all blessings flow. And we praise him as we retell this story together of his love for us. I invite you to stand. Let's sing together.
big announcement is that this Tuesday is our pie service. Um, so this room will get transformed into tables and pie and thankfulness. And so um, part of, there's many different ways you can be involved in that by attending, by bringing pie, by um, helping take down or set up. And one of those things are happening today. So if you can push record, do we do that anymore? I don't know. Push record um, for your uh, Vikings game. And after the second service, we're going to take down all the chairs and the Bibles and the pens. And we, um, that's, that part of that process starts today. So uh, if that is of interest or you have some extra time, we have coffee and snacks in between. And you could attend the service for a second time if you wanted to. Um, and help us with that um, after the second service. This card, um, we uh, 
use these cards to hear your praises and your um, prayers to God. And so every day um, or every week, there are multiple people, multiple times a week, praying for these cards. And so I ask that you put your information on the front and your prayer requests on the back, and you can put that in the basket as you leave. Pray with me now. Heavenly Father, as we enter this space on a cold Sunday morning, Lord, and the service looks different, help us to have an open mind. Help us to open our hearts and our minds to what you want to say to us today through your word, through your songs, and through your people. And so, Lord, I just pray that you would help us to hear your voice that your voice this morning would be the loudest voice we hear, that we can lay aside the things that we are carrying with us today in a new way, in a unique way. Help us to hear you and act. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So when you hear the word king, what do you think of? I think of a man in power with a flowing red velvet robe and a large crown of gold with big jewels embedded in it sitting on the king's head. He is a person who rules with authority and power, and with his strength and influence, he rules so that the people who live in his kingdom can live their fullest life. The next song we're going to engage in together is called The King of Kings. In this song, the king of kings is God. Unlike an earthly king, this king is three persons in one. He is God the Father, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. The song starts by describing the darkness and hopelessness of humanity. And I can easily remember the weight and the ex exhaustion that I felt before I had my relationship with Jesus. I felt like I was always trying to do better, I was trying to be better, and trying to make up for all the things I did and shouldn't have, or the things I didn't do and should have. For humanity to not have to be in this place of hopelessness, the King of Kings put into motion a plan of redemption. This plan was rooted in love, a plan that included Jesus' work on the cross and overcoming death so that we can live with freedom. The king of kings uses his power and his mercy to save his creation from the darkness of sin and destruction out of his love for us. This song allows me to reflect on the darkness I used to live with and how I'm free because of Jesus. Verse 4 says, By his blood and his name, in his freedom I am free. For the love of Jesus Christ who has resurrected me. This good news can feel redundant and almost non-personal at times. And the truth is that this message is very personal. It's for each of us individually and every human on this earth. No other king has the ability to care for each person so uniquely and genuinely and everyone at the same time. This is why he is the king of kings. What things did you carry around before starting a relationship with Jesus that you no longer carry? What freedom have you experienced because of your relationship with Jesus? What things today are you wanting to lay down before the King of Kings? 
As you listen, I would encourage you to remember and give praise to the King of Kings for this freedom. Thank God the Father for the plan of sending his son Jesus. Thank Jesus for suffering and great that suffering and graciously enduring all of our sins so we can be free. And thank the Holy Spirit for being with us and recreating our hearts. If you don't have a relationship with Jesus, today is a great day to start that by saying, I want you to take my weight. Through your singing, allow your heart to pour out the thankfulness and praise that today and forever we can live as a new creation in freedom and peace because he is the king of all kings. Let's sing, let's respond together. King of Kings. In the darkness we were waiting Without hope and without light Till from heaven you came running There was mercy in your eyes To fulfill the law and prophets To a virgin came the word From the throne of endless glory To a cradle in the dirt Shall 
all this up, down, up, down. Next thing we're looking for is the kneelers. <laughs> Do you have a specific place in your house where you keep your keys so that every time you come in, you put them in the same spot so you have confidence knowing that when you need your vehicle, you know where the keys are. And if the keys are not there, something is off. When was the last time you noticed something was off and this, what feelings arose in you? As many of you know, I just leave my keys in my vehicle. <laughs> that way they're always in the same spot, except when they're not. The song we're about to sing is focused on the reality that God, the king, is on the throne in the exact place where he is supposed to be. And that because he is on the throne, everything else falls into place. Now I know for us the, the concept of king is very foreign. Sure, we see it on Sunday nights or when we're watching LeBron James, we think about kings. <laughs> but frankly, even the British people who have lived under the monarchy for most of their lives are not familiar with the concept of a king sitting on a throne. May the blessed mom rest in peace. The psalmist tells us, Your throne, O God, from Psalm 45 is forever and ever. The scepter of your kingdom is a scepter of uprightness. You have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness beyond your companions. Your robes are all fragrant with myrrh and aloes and cassia. And then in Psalm 47, God reigns over the nations. God sits on his holy throne. The princes of the peoples gather as the people of the God of Abraham, for the shields of the earth belong to God. He is highly exalted. This song also provides some wonderful imagery that seems to be out of place when we think about a king. These lyrics, I'm safe in his arms, safe in his heart. He loves like a father should. I mean, all this time we spent Esther thinking about the king Ahasuerus and how he was not approachable. Kings are not typically viewed as approachable, warm, and comforting, consoling, and yet God is just that. He is the king who loves. He is the king who comforts. He is the king who protects. He is the king who is the father who loves in the exact way that a father is to love their children. Paul tells us in Galatians chapter 4, but when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, so that we might receive adoption as sons. 
and daughters. And, as be, and because you are daughters and sons, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a daughter and a son, and if a daughter and a son, then an heir through God. The security and assurance in these truths allow us to freely sing. Nothing can take me away from his love. He's never going to let me down. These lines are not just sentimental lyrics. They are the promise of God that frees us to love each other with wild abandon. No matter what comes in this life, our king, the king, is on the throne and he loves us always just as we are to be loved. No matter how people fail us in this life, no matter what experience we have had with our own earthly fathers, God will never let us down. God the Father will always be there for us. As a result of these things, we can sing with all we have, or at least all we're willing to as reserved Minnesotans. <laughs> Hallelujah! We can give him all the glory and all the honor and all the praise as his children, as brothers and sisters in Christ. We can join together with one voice and sing with all we have. Hallelujah, he reigns. Hallelujah, he saves. So let's do that right now together. Yeah, stand, stand, let's sing it together.
told us what songs that we were going to introduce. I was like, really? Because when we sing this song, every single time I cry. <laughs> and so I really want to focus on the meaning behind um, the song. And Lord, I Need You is written by Matt Mayer. And he wrote this song, and it came out of a, the legacy of the hymn, Every Hour I Need Thee. And I remember singing this and hearing my mother-in-law sing this often. It was also influenced by C.S. Lewis's book, The Four Loves. And C.S. Lewis said that there's a kind of love that we never mature out of, and he called it need love. It's a love that we have for God that comes out of the point of our need, and we won't ever grow out of that need. This need makes us uncomfortable. Being in need makes us uncomfortable because we're raised and we're living in a culture where we are promoted and we are given accolades when we are independent. We work so hard to be self-sufficient and self-reliant. And we think that it's actually a weakness if we are in need in any way. And when we seek support, sometimes it takes us so long because we don't want anybody to think that we are needy. That's why this song is so powerful. I think it's ironic that we all need to be needed. Being needed brings us a sense of purpose and a sense of belonging. 
But then we work so hard to not be needy ourselves. So then in essence, what we are doing is we're denying somebody else the opportunity for their purpose and sense of belonging. As a parent, I never want my kids to be afraid or ashamed of coming to me because they need me. I realize that they're going to mature and their reliance on me will change through the years. But my heart's desire is that they know that I am always there for them. This is God's desire for each and every one of us as his children. He wants us to know that we are always, that he is always there for us and that there is no shame at all in needing him. This song is directed at God. We sing it to him. It's expressive, and it's an emotional posture of prayer. It's a confession of our need, but it's also an acknowledgement of the hope and the, reins- and the reassurance in knowing that in every moment of our need, in every moment of our day, God our Father is ready to meet us exactly where we are. Verse 2 of this song says, Where you are, Lord, I am free. Holiness is Christ in me. These words express that our worth and our value are established in the fact that every one of us is made in the image of God. And we are redeemed in Jesus. When God looks at each and every one of us, he sees his sons and daughters. He wants us to need him. And we are not needy. We are in relationship with him. This is what he wants from us and for us. So join us as we worship the Lord by singing, Father, I need you. Please do, let's stand.
teach my song to rise to you. When temptation comes my way, and when I cannot stand, I'll fall on you. Jesus, you're my hope and stay. can I draw near to you? Isaiah 6 paints this picture of a transcendent God. We are transported through Isaiah's eyes to the throne room of the universe. We see God seated on his throne. We see these heavenly beings praising him. The scene is glorious. Isaiah has a very human reaction. He sees the throne and realizes he's out of place. Woe is me, for I am lost, for a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips, for my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. The sight of the holy God is is terrifying. He is holy, holy other, so far above and beyond our understanding that we are lost. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. He is holy, set apart from his creation. There is none beside thee whoevermore will be. I have always struggled with understanding that God is holy. I didn't understand how me in my sin could approach him. How could I grasp uh, his greatness? This, uh, the hymn's words ring true. I made blind by sin, darkness hide thee. His greatness is far beyond my sight. The picture of of the sun comes to mind, this ball of fire uh, that burns anything that comes near it. God, in his holiness, burns anyone who approaches who is not perfect. Yet, what happens to Isaiah? He is brought into the presence of God, and instead of being burnt up, he is purified. We often think that God needs protection from our sin, but maybe it's the other way around. Perhaps It's our sin that is in danger of God's holiness. I mean, look at Jesus' life. He constantly moves towards the outcast, the sick, and the sinner. He moves toward people who should corrupt him. And yet time and time again, he makes them holy. Jesus moves toward us. He makes us holy. I mean... uh, And it isn't just Jesus. God has given us his Holy Spirit to dwell in us. 
The song brings out the triune nature of God, God in three persons, blessed Trinity. Even the repetition, holy, 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 reveals the nature of God. Each person of the Trinity moves toward us as a whole, purifying, redeeming, making us holy. So what is our response? The God of the universe, to whom all creation sings, who is holy other, perfect, draws near to us to make us holy. All we can do is turn and worship him. And so we sing. Yeah, please stand, let's sing.
songwriters frequently turn to Scripture for inspiration, and often songs are a paraphrase, sometimes direct quotes. Our next song is a near verbatim copy of Numbers chapter 6, verses 24, 25, and 26. The context is God. In the text, it's the word Lord, which is the Hebrew word for God, Yahweh, translated into the English. So whenever you see capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D, the translator is calling out that this is the name of God, Yahweh, who is speaking. God, the triune God, the Father, the Son, the Spirit, the Son being interchangeable with the Word of God, being interchangeable with the name Jesus. The triune God, the Father, the Son, the Spirit, speaking directly to Moses, who has led the people of God out of Egypt. God tells Moses to tell Aaron, the high priest. Now, if Moses is the overall leader of the people of Israel at this time, Aaron is responsible for the specific religious activities of the people of Israel. So God tells Moses to tell Aaron that Aaron, in the role of high priest, should bless the people with this specific blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift his countenance upon you and give you peace. It's called the ironic blessing, which is different than an ironic blessing and entirely different than an ironic blessing. And while it's called the ironic blessing and spoken by Aaron, it's God's blessing. In essence, God is saying, I will bless you. I will keep you. I will shine my face on you. Literally, I will turn towards you as opposed to turning my back to you. It is the holy God coming close to the people of God, the transcendent God demonstrating the imminent God. It is deeply personal. It is face-to-face. To be blessed by God means that God is promising to act in our best interest. God is promising to act in the best interest of those who follow him. It's not hashtag blessed. It's God looking into our lives and promising to act in a way that will bring about God's best for us. We receive this blessing. We can give this blessing. It's a blessing that is a bit of a mystery, right? Because it's a blessing that happens when we weep. It happens when we rejoice. It is for the hard times. It is for the good times. It's for death and life. It's the scriptural declaration of God being for us in all of life's varied experiences. When I married Tanya, I married into her family, and I got a grandfather that I didn't ever have, right? Because my grandparents were so much older than they were past by the time I have a memory. 
So I knew him as Grandpa Snow, okay? Other people knew him as the Reverend Dr. Lieutenant Colonel William No Middle Initial Snow. The dude had done a few things. But I knew him as Grandpa Snow. And I would go over once a week in the summertime and I would mow their lawn. And then I would come in and, and Grandpa would flip me a 20 and, and then we'd have to sit down and have a plate of, of chocolate chip cookies. Fresh, right out of the oven, ice cold milk. And he would sit like this and roll his fingers over his thumb. And he would say, Hun, Hun, John needs another cookie. Bring another cookie for John. And there was a plate of them. I mean, like, before long, I had consumed a dozen, okay? And I didn't get kicked off the island, okay? It was amazing. It was absolutely amazing, okay? Okay, Hun, Hun, bring another cookie for John. Towards the end of Grandpa Snow's life, I think he knew the time was close. And each time we interacted with Grandpa Snow, he would pray this over us. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. The songwriters in the bridge add the word amen, and it's repeated. The word amen is a word that God followers have used for a long, long time to end prayers, to end petitions. The essence being, so be it. Amen, equivalent to so be it. Amen, so be it. Or the essence of this is firm, this is true, this is solid. And then the songwriters add an artistic future element that is certainly inherent in Numbers chapter 6, but is not spelled out. That this blessing is not only for you and for me, but for our children and for their children. That this is a blessing that moves forward into time. So receive the blessing. Be open to the blessing of God in our lives. As we sing it, understand that you are giving the blessing. And like Grandpa Snow, be willing to bless those that are around you with a blessing from God's own mouth from God's voice to your heart, from God's voice to your soul, from God's voice to you and all those that you love. The blessing. Please stand.
grace to you. In the name of Jesus, amen.